0: Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. Hey. I knew it. I hey. knew it was coming. <laughs> it's just part of the
1: podcast, and was part of the intro now. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Wednesday morning. Alexis and I, I don't know if we've talked about this, but we've recently restructured our recording times so and we have started to record in the mornings rather yes. than the afternoons and you guys are just getting a better version of us and that's yes. just that's just the way that it is because yeah.
0: it's been once difficult. the afternoon
1: arrives it is not the time for me to be recording talking no it is not the not time. at all yeah um i'm trying to think of what updates i have this week there has just been much going on i spent this weekend at the lake um if you guys don't know i'm a just a severe lake girl i'm actually a body of water girl if there's a body of water, I would like to be in it, and I would like to be near it at all mm-hmm. times it's in the summer. Um, so I spent the weekend at the lake, which was very nice. Um, Alexis had her engagement photo shoot.
0: Oh, my God. Yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yesterday, Yeah. That was so fun. I mean, it really wasn't fun, but... <laughs> it <laughs> Was it yesterday? Yeah. Was it yesterday? No, it was Monday. It was Monday. It was Monday. Yes. Um. Yeah, no, it, it was fun fun and i'm so i i was stupid and i didn't ask when she's gonna get the photos back to me and i feel weird like messaging her and be like hey it's been two days but where are they um she's like girl shut up but it Mm -hmm. it was definitely like i was very impressed with austin i had to give him like major props um i ended i like i've been very good about like not eating out or like getting starbucks but i broke my rule Mm -hmm. um and I went and got Austin uh, a coffee yesterday, because, or, yes, yesterday, because I was like, thank you so much for not complaining. Like, it would have been so, like, you know, he's just, like, a guy, and he hates taking photos, and, like, yeah, I just... Yeah, y'all have, like, a total of, like, eight
1: photos together. Oh, we've been, we've been for together like
0: in over, years. almost ten years, and, like, mm-hmm. like, nine and a half, and, and that's just, that was just, like, that's just, like, official dating, like, we had, like, a thing before that, so we've been together forever, mm-hmm. and we have, like like 10 photos that are like usable um and like I just like I don't know I always knew like that this would be the one time to get him to do photos like this like there was never going to be another opportunity so I was like we're doing this um but he was like he's like yeah that's like it was like a little cringe but like it was fine he was like it was kind of fun I guess a little bit I was like okay and (laughs) I Austin and I were just like that would have made me start crying if like (laughs) If I were you, I would have been like, it was fine. It was fun a little bit. Oh, but, like, I was not like, having fun. So... Like, I oh I, like, I thought it was super cringe. Like, I, we're just, like, not a PDA couple. And she was, like, she's, like, put, she said, she kept, I'm, like, I love the photographer so much. And, like, she's going to be our wedding photographer. And that was another reason why I wanted to do engagement photo shoots. Mm-hmm. One, to meet her so I didn't, like meet her on the day of the wedding and then like Mm -hmm. I don't know and then also just to get Austin a little bit more comfortable with like the process but she kept kind of like picking on not picking on Austin but like having Austin do everything and like she was like put the tip of your nose to the like bridge of her nose and I was just like girl we do not this is not the vibe like and she's like she was like we she had me like have my like one arm around like on his chest and one like around his his neck and then her his arms like around my waist and he's she's like looking into each other's eyes and like Austin tell her like what the exact moment was that you knew you wanted to propose and Alexis tell her like what tell him what your feelings were and Austin goes uh <laughs> he goes uh i i knew i decided when i was in the break room <laughs> And I was, like, and then I just laughed, and then I was, like, <laughs> no, yeah, wondering. When I walked in, and I saw candles on the floor, and I thought the apartment was on fire.
1: <laughs> like, we're just, I'm like, I'm literally not. crying laughing.
0: We're just, so, like, 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 she's, like, what is wrong with
1: these two? And y'all are, <laughs> well, we were we'll been together for 10 years. It should be, like, the most romantic thing ever. And he's, like, the break i <laughs> She's, and
0: like, like, no, she was laughing. I think she got the, like, she ended up getting the vibe. Like, we're just, like. He's literally, like, my best friend, and, like, yeah. I... Can you
1: imagine, though, like, the range of things she sees? Because she probably sees, like, oh, mushy, gushy, mushy, like... Yes. I love you so much, baby, you know? And yeah. And then she sees you guys who are like, we're going to go to Moe's after this, you know?
0: <laughs> that, oh my god, that was so annoying, too. We wanted to go to Chipotle. We went to Chipotle. It said that it was open, and then we got there. We drove all the way there. It was closed. Then we went to okay. Moe's. We went in... It was,
1: it was the 4th of July, wasn't it?
0: Next. no no it was like <laughs> it was the, just the 11th the, of july yeah it was just the 11th but then it but it was like by the time we were done it was like eight thirty. Mm-hmm. so then we then we went to um mo's and they were open and then we walked in we were standing in line forever and then these two people come in behind us and they're like we have no rice at all we're like why wouldn't you say that to us like you say it to these people but not us Then we went, um, Austin's, like, it was, by then it was, like, probably 9.15, and we needed to go to bed, we were just so hungry, we didn't have, like, any food at the house that would be made fast enough, so Austin's like, let's just go to Wendy's. Go to Wendy's, immediately, closed. So then we went to McDonald's, it was the fourth place, we are like, okay, this sucks, like, whatever, but, yeah, I think. We have no rice at all. We have no rice, (laughs) like, why wouldn't you tell that to us? But anyways, yeah, it was really fun, um, to, like, I mean it wasn't fun. It was uncomfortable, but it was fun. It was funny, I think is more like yeah. the term. Um
1: even but, even our branding photo shoot. We were like
0: No, it's uncomfortable. At each other, like, and like just she so was weird. she was saying like she she was saying like it's she's like I would be kind of weirded out if you weren't a little uncomfortable. Because like yeah. being like posed with like I, I don't know, like she kept she was saying like she at one point she was like Austin, draw a shape with your nose on her cheek. And I'm like, girl, I have makeup on. Don't touch me. Like, and it's just like, it's just, a lot of it is to incite like laughter. So it's like genuine. They
1: have a lot of tricks. Like I've seen on TikTok, like uh, engagement or like, I don't know, wedding photographer. Yeah. Like walk,
0: walk like you're drunk. So they get like more movement
1: instead of you being like, you know, like, yeah, just, like exactly. and like, walking one time, like a
0: soldier, you know? One, she, we were, like, standing, and then she was like, okay, you guys are gonna, like, walk slowly. And then she, like, pulled me aside. She was like, hip check him. And then we started walking, and then I, like, bumped him with my hip, and he, like, went over, and, like, then we were mm-hmm. laughing and stuff. So I feel like... Part of it, even the like cheesy stuff, was more to get us to like laugh. Cause I think she, she even asked us at the beginning when she was like, What kind of couple are you? Like, what is the vibe? And I was like, I was like, Friendship vibes only. (laughs) Like, it's like, (laughs) Friendship vibes, we're very mean to each other. (laughs) Yeah. She was joking. She's like, She's like, Yeah, like I try to, I usually, like I try to be respectful when people are like saying nice things to each other and like not like, eavesdropping she's like but i i tried to listen a little bit and all i heard was i'm gonna kill you i was like yeah it makes sense because i was we're was literally shocking. on a ledge like on a ledge off of the water and i was he- wearing heels on this like rocky oh ledge and austin's like <laughs> like moving around i'm like i could stop. be deceased <laughs> in like five minutes oh, if you don't that. stop that.
1: well yeah. i'm glad y'all had fun i really can't wait to see the pictures your outfits yes. were beautiful Thank and you. i'm so excited i kind of feel like i'm y'all's daughter um, sometimes. Like, <laughs> Other people have said my, that as well. My parents at their their engagement photos um, mm-hmm. but very exciting. Okay well we haven't even said who today's
0: oh, episode who, yeah. who today's Sorry, guest Brittany. is. Sorry Very good <laughs>
1: Sorry Brittany. Um, so today we had Brittany Jack on. She is a woman of many many talents. Yes. Um, she is a content marketer. She's a social media strategist. Um, she is an omnipresent content marketing expert she has just a lot of titles which she will give a better description of when she d- introduces herself but we talked about so many amazing and really yeah, really like it was really helpful. topics um Alexis and I before we clicked record on the intro we're talking about how like helpful it was for us and how much we learned so literally anybody could benefit from this if you use social media at all in any capacity um especially if you are the one creating the content for your
0: social media um So yeah, I guess we should just go ahead and get into what Brittany had to say. This is Happy Club is a small business spreading awareness for mental health while building a safe space community focused on being able to share good news and encourage each other when needed. Aside from their community, they also sell trendy apparel and accessories such as tees, crewnecks, stickers, jewelry, and more. Every product is made and designed by the owner, and 10% of the proceeds are donated to a mental health charity each month. Join the club and go to thisishappyclub.com for more information and use the code CYA15 for 15% off your next order. Hi, Brittany. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners that may not know you hey hey everyone thanks so much for having me on
2: so my name is Brittany Jack I am a creative director a social content strategist and I'm really helping people to build out omnipresent content marketing strategies that really expand their band brand visibility and um, really just get more people flowing to their platform simultaneously Um, so it's been a super exciting time right now with social media and all the shifts that are going on and and happening in real time and navigating my clients through that but I'm having a blast with it so
1: I love that you're absolutely right there's I was talking to one of my professors yesterday actually and she was like social media is changing so fast it's like you can't keep up with it and I was like yeah I mean I'm getting my master's basically in social media but I'm like I don't know how much this stuff's gonna apply in like a year right um but kind of walk us through how you got started in entrepreneurship we know like you obviously have a very profitable profitable successful business so kind of what was your journey to get to where you are today
2: Yeah, I always love reflecting on this. Um, So I actually worked at a full service ad agency uh, here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, And that's really how I got my start in the creative industry and really discovering my passion and my talent for all things creative and strategy. And so I worked at the agency um, and they actually went through a restructuring uh, process that led me to being laid off from my job. So I worked on really big brands Mm -hmm. like Navy Federal, Coca-Cola, Sprite, um, Southern Company, just all of these really household names brands and doing um, strategy work and social and just really kind of had my hand in several different aspects of those clients' businesses. And so when the agency went through that restructuring period and my job ultimately was eliminated, I had two options. Um, And for the last, I would say a year before that I kept thinking about okay what do I really want to do like do I want to climb my way up the corporate ladder do I really want to excel and kind of be an entrepreneur as we we hear right mm-hmm. or do I want to just go all out and do my own thing and do what I've been doing for clients and do it for myself and small business owners and all that kind of stuff like that so when that happened um they told me they were like hey it's May 1st your position is going to be eliminated on May 30th which was what in 29 days um and so I had to make a decision and so I said you You know what? I'm really just going to give this entrepreneurship thing a shot, go all in, and let's just see what happens, right? And so that was four years Mm -hmm. ago. So I've been a full-time entrepreneur for four years. It has been the wildest ride of my life, Um, (laughs) but I have, there's been nothing more challenging, nothing more fulfilling at the same time than learning and growing and shifting and changing and all of that. And so to be where I am now, um, it is, I mean, you couldn't, you could not have told me four years ago that this is where I was going to be. And then even in the season and space that I'm in right now with, you know, every step there's a level right it's like you get to one milestone and you hit that one big goal and you accomplish this thing and it's like not over and you're just consistently in this process of growing and evolving and so that's kind of my journey and you know getting to where i am in business now and i kind of feel like i'm in a place where i've reached another kind of springboard, a at crossroads and talking about what i want to do and and we'll kind of talk about that with some shifting in my messaging and what i'm wanting to focus on so yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. Do you think that your time at the agency, like, like, do you, do you think, think that that, that was valuable time that like really informed your business? Absolutely. To, like, what it is today.
2: Yeah, I want to say like that was the very first time that I realized how much. Um, creative different businesses needed right and from the Mm -hmm. aspect of marketing and all of that because when you're coming out of college you don't really consider that as a career it's not something that's offered up it's like the traditional things and then it's like no one ever tells you you can have an entire creative business a creative career just all of that so that was my first level of exposure and then when I really started to see you know I was getting called into meetings that I shouldn't have been in and getting called to the table for strategy and just Mm -hmm. insight and all And, and this was back when and we saw a lot of larger brands kind of f- making really big fumbles when it came to their ads, right? And just kind of what they were putting out there. And this is w- right when, you know, diversity and inclusion really became a super, super big thing. So it yeah. just gave me a bunch of opportunities. And I really kind of to see how got to see how good I actually was. And that's when I was yeah. like, I probably could do this myself. Sounds, so, right? yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I really, I like what you said about whenever you're coming straight out of college and you don't know that that's an option because that's definitely something that Alexis and I have talked about a lot on this podcast. Um, I think like in school, you're learning these like technical skills or you're learning kind of this like theory, you're learning all of this, you know, nobody can teach you creativity. No. So, so you you like you said, you don't know how good you are at it. You don't practice it. You don't whatever until you give yourself those opportunities or you get those opportunities in the workforce. Um, and so I think that's a really valuable thing to, gain from obviously you know an agency job or a, just a job in general is kind of like understanding that you're good at something because especially when you're I, I just graduated like a year ago wow. Um, and this whole year I've just been realizing like okay because you're in school you make these good grades you're like okay whatever everybody's making good grades everybody's studying but then you realize okay I'm actually good at it and it's a really it's like a hard journey to learn because you're kind of taught I feel like especially as a woman to be like I'm okay. At, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm, good. But like figuring out like, oh, I'm actually really good at this and people should know that I'm good at it yeah. is a really interesting journey, I feel like. Um, but let's talk about something that you've talked a lot about on your okay. social media. Yeah. So you talk about how niching down kind of isn't enough. Yeah. So everybody always talks about niching down, but you say that you need a sub-niche. So you need a niche, then a sub-niche. So kind of explain that concept to people who are like, okay, but what is that?
2: Yeah. So with sub-niching, and you know, it's interesting, as I started to talk about that, I got a lot of like, People were saying like whoa I didn't even because I think here's the thing like when you start your business and you get on like the internet and all these people are saying things and you're not really sure kind of what direction to go or you're new or you're at a crossroads right you kind of just take what's out there and you try to fit yourself into it versus actually thinking about how do I get innovative and what does this look like for me and kind of doing that preliminary work and so when I encourage Mm -hmm. people to sub niche down for me in my perspective right Right, niche, uh, creating a, a niche is not, it's still a very broad topic, right? So I have a lot of people, like clients that come to me, and the first thing that we do is kind of look at their messaging and who are we targeting? And they're like, oh yeah, stay at home moms. And I'm like, okay but like there's so many types of <laughs> right, there's so many different there's types so many different types homes, of stay-at-home yeah. moms and the reason I like to get so specific is because every part of your messaging what the creative look every single thing that you're doing from a brand standpoint is going to be driven by that so if we're still mm-hmm. targeting a very broad category whether it be stay-at-home moms or millennials like I, I, it's, it's still so yeah. broad right and so with right. mm-hmm. sub niching down what I really encourage people to do is to pick obviously right there they're targeting, kind of look at some demographics, psychographics, things like that. Once we get into that niche, let's go a little bit deeper and create what I like to call the sub niche, right? And so um, for me personally, I've I've really gone into this most recently with, you know, really narrowing in and locking in on people who want to create more omnipresent mark Content marketing strategies versus people who just want social media for their business. That could be yeah. anything, any combination mm-hmm. of social and yeah. what it is. And so, and the the messaging when I tweet that, I started to notice that. I got a really kind of specific, specific, specific type of person interacting with my content, sending me mm-hmm. DMs, right, giving me feedback. And I was like, this is what I wanted. And so what happens yeah. a lot of times, we put offers together in businesses or services or products, and we wonder why. We have that specific person in our mind, but we haven't gotten that specific in our messaging. So then there's mm-hmm. a disconnect, and then we start to get frustrated because we're like, oh, well, I'm talking to my people. I'm targeting my audience, and it's like, you're not. not e- That's not that's not enough, right? So with the sub niche it's really to help people just get I mean laser 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 focused on you know who they're targeting because for me personally when I'm approaching it from a strategy standpoint I get into your client archetypes down to favorite colors and all kind of stuff right so I mm-hmm can geek out about the strategy standpoint of it. So the sub-niching is just kind of like that initial kind of checkbox before we do like the super deep dive into everything that we're talking about for business on social.
0: I love that so much. So I feel like I I totally fit into this like category. I'm kind of taking like a step back from my – My personal Instagram while I'm in in grad grad school, school. but um, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to, like, be too specific. Mm -hmm. So, So, like, what do you think is too specific when niching down and, like, what is the benefit of, like, being super specific versus not?
2: Yeah. So I think I'll start with the benefit of just being super specific versus not. And I can just probably speak to my experience when it comes to, you know, I do offer done for you services. And so, I mean, the clients, you're creating a culture, essentially, when you're sub niching down Mm. and what you're communicating, you're creating a culture for your ideal client archetype to fit into or to, because what I'm finding a lot of times is that You're helping a person kind of go on this process of discovery. Some feedback that I'll get from my clients sometimes is like, oh, I didn't even know I needed this. Or I knew I needed something, but, like, I could not pinpoint it. And so when you really get laser-specific and you start talking to those people, having conversations, and then then using that messaging, it's like you're able to just – hit the nail on the head and cut this is how you cut through all the noise that is the benefit of being mm-hmm. super specific so a lot of times people mm-hmm. are like well I don't want to get that specific because um, you know I don't want to miss anyone but you're going to miss your one if you're not right. that specific mm-hmm. and I think what happens a lot of times is that we get caught into the comparison trap and we see other people with larger followings or they look like their business is more successful and we may think that they just their volume is sky high there have a ton of people purchasing seeing a ton of people they're working with and then fear kicks in and it's like okay well if I get too specific I'm not gonna be able to fill my numbers versus right. really doing the deep work of is this the type of A business I want to have is this how I actually want to communicate and playing the long game and building on that message long term. I'm in a place right now with having to just refine that messaging and really get laser focused. And I it was interesting I had somebody reach out to me because I kind of did an overhaul on my page. I'm I don't want to say I'm starting over because I'm starting with so much experience, but. I kind of took everything down. I'm in the middle of a rebrand right now. So I'm like talking to my designer and just feeling it out What works for me. And I had somebody mm-hmm. send me a DM and they were like, girl, what are you doing? Like, what are, like, what are you doing <laughs> with your life? And I was <laughs> like, isn't it so interesting like how people think just because we've been good at something one time that we should just Mm. do that and not change anything stay with that that. yeah versus like instead of me having the wherewithal as a business owner to do what's best for my business and trust myself Mm -hmm. so with that i think it really comes down to trusting yourself to be able to communicate effectively with your one person over and over and over again versus everybody on instagram tiktok facebook whatever yes right
0: Right. yes i also feel like i feel like with niching down like people are afraid of like missing out on a on a customer but then I also feel like with that you're setting yourself up for so much more competition like if you're 100%. just 100% like, if you're like I'm a copywriter then you're competing with every copywriter yes. on Instagram Yeah. versus like I'm a copywriter for like I don't know makeup brands Yeah. like you're finding exactly who you want to work with and you're actually yeah. gonna get less messages from people that you don't want to work with yeah something I found when yeah. I was a graphic designer like did graphic design
1: yeah, and I'm a social media manager as well, freelance. And I, um, something that I explain to every client when we start is, I'm not going to make you go viral because no. you don't want to go viral. I don't. You're a small you don't. local business okay. in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. No. Like, you, you don't know. want. I, I re- actually recently had a client who was like, just kind of like, why isn't everybody on Instagram seeing my content? And I was like, first of all, that will never happen. No, I wish. it just won't. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that will never happen. And two, you just that's just not what you want because it is. If we're trying to target every single person in the world, we're absolutely wasting every post. Like, that's a waste. What we're trying to do is build a really loyal community of people who actually want to purchase your service, purchase your product, you know, come to your location. Um, And so I feel like that's something that's so important that I think people are getting back to or kind of starting to understand, but yeah. especially during, like, peak COVID, when everyone was on their phones, everyone was yes. blowing up on TikTok, TikTok showed up on the scene, yeah. I feel like that was just what everybody wanted, Um, and so I feel like it's, like, important to understand why you don't want that, I guess, as a business Well, owner.
2: yeah, and I think the thing about it for me, like, I we, we, I mean, we can take it from being, you know, social professionals, like everybody and their mom, when Reels started to be a big thing, it's like all of a sudden everybody's a social media person. And it's like you know, yeah, the, right. the immense level of strategy that actually goes into having an effective content marketing, like game plan, mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah. And I have to explain that to clients all the time. It's not, I understand that it looks like everything is getting put out like this, but this is months of planning and refining and really finding out what our thing is but like you said it creates so much more competition like when you look at me and then you are thinking about I like to think about it like this if someone's sitting down and they're like okay I need social media something for my business like something and it's like a bunch of people that are like oh I'm a social this and I'm that whatever whatever and then I have client and then I sit down and say hey no I'm actually going to help you create an omnipresent uh marketing content marketing strategy for your business that includes both short form and long form content they're like that That, 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 you know, instead of just saying they know they need social media. So in my instance, it's like with your service, okay, they know they need your service. They already know that. But like, why? Or what do you, how do you identify the thing that's missing? So. Absolutely.
1: Um, okay, so another thing that you talk a lot about on your social media is the idea of diversifying your social media. Mm. So kind of explain that concept to people who might not understand that one.
2: Yeah, I think what the thing about with diversing diversifying your social is um, the big thing right now, I think a lot of people are just like in and all out, like knock down, drag out with the algorithm. And I don't understand why we want to devote so much energy to something, to beating something that we can't even see versus devoting yeah. energy to just getting in front of more eyeballs, right? And more right. of our ideal eyeballs. And so, um, really diversifying. Cause I think what happens is it's like, okay, people will say, okay, short form video content is the best content out there right now. And it's one, it's one of the best ways to grow right now, hands down. However, you have to take into consideration how your archetype, your client archetype consumes. And this goes anywhere from their capacity during the week. If you're targeting someone who may be a work from home mom her on a Monday versus her on a Thursday evening and what you're saying, it's like, girl, <laughs> right. at this point, I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying? And so you have to take <laughs> into consider- consideration the capacity levels of your ideal clients, where mm. they are looking at things, how they consume, and this gets into you know all different types of personality types and, and, and all that kind of stuff like that, which is why it's important to understand those, right? Um, beyond just creating connection, like you really have to understand people and understand oh, yeah. you know their kind of habits and nuances, and that takes time. So with diversifying mm-hmm. your social, it's like long form content is still a monster When it comes to, like, if you really want to solidify your authority with someone, give them a long-form piece of content where you can really, like, get into the nitty-gritty of your points, how you can communicate, all of that. That is what builds trust. Not because somebody sees you 600 times on Instagram, but if they're like, (laughs) oh... This person, if you're, you're messaging and you're is a, a, the same across all of those channels and they're getting hit with it on Instagram, TikTok, yeah. Facebook, the long form content on LinkedIn right now is freaking gold mine, and not enough people are, are utilizing it. Um and so, yeah, it's just the the key to diversifying your social media is, again, understanding how your client or your ideal client would want to consume that content, their different capacities throughout the week, um, and then how you can adjust where you are to yeah. communicate the same message, but just in, an, mm-hmm. in a different way on different platforms. Right. I love that. And I think one of
1: the reasons that I've talked to so many people about this, I, every single chance that I had in college to take an elective, I always took psychology classes. It's always fascinating. Always. always. I think, like, the psychology behind social media is so huge and so often ignored. Mm -hmm. I think. And people don't realize that. I think it's so easy to not realize that it's a. another person on the other side of the screen that you're talking to, like you're talking to them and having a conversation with them. So I guess kind of what's your take on like the importance of like psychology and social media?
2: Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I was actually a consumer psychology minor in college. Mm -hmm. So I was an American so very untraditional that I did not do business at all. So I did a Mm -hmm. American Studies um, major with a minor in consumer psychology, the two do not match at all because American Studies is like, history, art, all that kind of stuff, which I love as a creative I was like and I was on scholarship too so I kind of had the luxury of picking if my parents were paying for it I probably would have picked something else (laughs) but I was like oh my god I just want to do art history music like yes I love it And and then it's like you know consumer psychology so at that time I didn't realize what I was doing I was hitting both my creative side and my strategy right. side, right? I had I had mm-hmm. no idea, and I'm I'm just kind of having even this realization as I'm talking to y'all in this moment. I mm-hmm. just realized, right, satisfying both sides of my brain, <laughs> just right, now, just yeah. just right now. I'm like, oh, that's what that was. God, yeah. it. Right. it did not yeah. make any sense in 2013, but now it's like, mm-hmm. oh. So with yeah. that being said, I mean it's it's massive, and I think putting the two together. So you know, all, I had probably maybe three standardized tests, filling like bubble tests all of college, everything was written. So that is where yeah. I got my writing bug and bit me <laughs> and and communicating and being able to prove a point and really dissect things. And so when you are a strategist for social media, my approach to this is reverse engineering. So where psychology comes into that, it's like, okay if we this is the end result psychologically what do we do there to really strategically become a conduit in this conversation when our person is consuming our content how do we tie you know benefits to outcomes and how do we really help them to kind of have like light bulb moments over and over and over again that Mm -hmm. is where you become the expert and the authority is when you're really a conduit in those conversations and you can help people have those realizations and psychology comes into that because you have to understand everyone is not super aggressive like i'm a very like to the point super aggressive like bottom line me that's it let's go ahead and get the ball rolling whereas some people are more analytical and they want to know why and they and that's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing and i think so many times People will kind of skip over these people, but I tell people, ideally, at minimum, there are at least four different types of personas in your audience. And so if you're focused on communicating how you communicate or focused on what you want to say, you're going to miss 75% of your audience at all times. That's Mm -hmm. on top of only maybe 0.02 percent of people seeing your stuff so it's like mm-hmm. people's was like oh the algorithm it's like no this is why you sub niche this is why you get laser focused right. so that when the spotlight's on you it's your 15 seconds go for it and you do that consistently
0: but psychology
2: mm-hmm. comes into all of it and i can super nerd out about it because i'm just i'm like no i love this so I'm, much. yeah, yeah <laughs> I, i'm like what is going on but that's definitely where it comes into play yeah, yeah. what i
0: also love is that you said the thing about like. I mean, I'm not a mom, but I work from home. And like you said, like a work from home mom, like, you know, Monday at 9 a.m. is going to have a much different mindset than yes. like work from home mom, 7 p.m. on a Thursday night. Yeah, like. Yeah. And I think that goes like I am in grad school for creative business leadership and we do so much like customer persona. And I I kind of had thought, like, in the past, like, oh, I should do this for, like, social media. But now I'm like, yeah, duh, I should do that for social media. That's the basis of everything. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, you do your, you know, like, create who you want your customer or your viewer or your audience to be. And then, like, literally go through the day. And yes. like, yeah because people strategy. are different like all yeah, the time are, yeah which exactly. I think is
1: something that I accidentally ignore constantly yeah yeah like yeah, just no forgetting definitely. that like like I don't want to see the same thing on the weekend that I want to see on Monday no. morning no right. I'm know. so
2: tired like by the time I get to my brain even consume even me it's like okay if I'm chill if I, me on a Monday I want to see give me all the business content and so oh, yeah. content mm-hmm. yeah. lens, Like da-da-da. I'm ready to get this week going. I'm ready yeah. to get it popping mm-hmm. but then Saturday morning I'm like I want to look at, you know, it's just like I'm <laughs> yeah. curled up with my coffee and it's like, yes. oh. Cause it's, so it's like for me, if you're targeting me, it's like, please do not be aggressive with me on Saturday morning because I don't mm-hmm. want, that's not my energy. I've been, I've been like that all week. And so we mm-hmm. have to take that into consideration when creating content as well about our people yeah. and and understand them to the core. And that is the basis of an effective content strategy.
0: Even like, I was just thinking while you were saying that, like, even like, last night, I noticed in myself, like, I follow a bunch of people that have, you know, like, affiliate links and, like, post, like, sales. And literally today and yesterday was Prime Day when yeah. I'm recording yeah. this. Yeah. And I noticed that, like, during the day, I'll see that, but I'll click through it because I'm working. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't mm-hmm. have the time to shop, but, like, I'll mm-hmm. go and, like, I will actually go and sit there on the couch. Oh, 100%. And then, like, go through it if it's, yeah. like, 8 p.m. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was Prime 100%. Day in it last
2: night. I was Prime oh, Day in same. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was this morning too, and I think even for me, it's like. And then you have to think, you know, if you're considering who you're working with. So obviously, like I'm working with business owners, and so um, with that, it's like, you know, I'm I try to figure out where they are. Like, are you in the middle of a launch? What's going? I'm thinking about all these different things because your brain in launch mode is like spaghetti, like literal spaghetti versus, you know, just when you're kind of, you know, ending the quarter or whatever it is. So it's, it's so many things to take into consideration. And this is why market research is so important. Actually, I don't, we don't do enough of talking to our actual people. We want to be like the mystical, magical unicorn who just gets it, but that's Mm -hmm. not. And so I, I, you know, I was doing this on my stories, um, this weekend asking people conversations again, strategic. I don't want to throw content at you it's Saturday afternoon let's just sit down and chat and have a conversation and so asking questions and I got the most amazing feedback from people and I was like dang I didn't even think about this and so how many times are we making our strategies about how good we are versus how much we want to serve our people right and, like, we're such inherently selfish, like, humans yeah, are just
1: inherently yeah. selfish. And, like, you can't get out of your own head. That's impossible. Like, yeah, you can you be can. as empathetic as the next girl. No, but, like, you, you can't. can't get yeah, out of it's head. like. Yeah. And so I think, like, sometimes our ego gets in the way of thinking, like, oh, I can figure it out, whatever. Like, I can, you know, think about how somebody else would think about this. But sure. really talking to people, there's, there is there no is no shame. There's the opposite of shame in, in talking to people and trying to understand them. And Alexis does so much of that with school. Like well, Yeah. All the time, um, but I think I'm it's always so up important. And everybody's <laughs> that <laughs> Alexis being said, is
0: sending be- a survey. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sending. Well, by well, the time so that this good. episode, comes out, it's, it's going to be. Yeah, over. I mean the big.
2: You look at the big corporations and brands; they do it all. The- it's incorporated into oh, yeah. every fiber of what they do um, oh, yeah. because it's that market research. I mean, it's so valuable. So
1: absolutely, and people are changing all the time. Like, all the
2: time,
1: the season, the month, the time of the year, the trends. That you know, like you said, even when you were working at that ad agency, like when diversity and inclusion started to become more important, mm-hmm. yeah, that is a huge yep. change. And then that's something that people's values began to change yes. in relation to their favorite brand. So I feel like that's obviously really important. Yeah. Okay, so I would like to talk about some examples of somebody, if they feel stuck in a content loop, they're like making the same shit all the time, like mm-hmm. Monday motivation, Wednesday this and that, you know, whatever. Um, what is, I guess, some examples are your advice for somebody to begin to like diversify their social media.
2: Yeah, so I think the biggest thing again, like it's just starting with refining your, those client archetypes of yours, mm-hmm. right? Because like you said, um, I think the big thing is, is that people don't realize that even it, when you do sub-niche down, within that sub-niche there are still people who are at that beginner level, intermediate level, and that expert yeah. level that you wanna work with. Yes. And so, so many times we get locked into, okay, yes, I'm refined, I'm good, but then you don't communicate with the then three bullets of people who could be at those different levels within your sub niche right so for someone who Mm -hmm. is stuck inside of a constant loop my number one recommendation would be okay what does this person need to hear at a beginner level what do they need to hear at an intermediate level and what do they hear what do they need to hear if they're in that intermediate to expert level but they're kind of looking to switch things up what would my person need to hear from there i would then kind of you know sit down do a brainstorm and think about all of those things if i don't have that information then i go into the market research and i start talking to people You know, it's something as simple as a a poll on Instagram stories. It's like, are you what I asked that question? Like, what level do you consider yourself to be at right now when it comes to social? Because the fact of the matter is, is that it's changed so much that people that were super well versed three years ago are like, what the like what am I even doing at this point Mm -hmm. right so with and so then from there once you start to get that information and you look down and you do that refinement you go through those archetypes then you want to start thinking about how you get that message and communicate with those three people on multiple platforms and what that could look like Mm -hmm. because what Mm -hmm. I found for me is I even started leveraging you know LinkedIn for my long-form content because again I'm a writer right and Mm -hmm. I that's what I love and so being able to go through that LinkedIn is a completely different demographic than Instagram because like Instagram is like, I could be here for the lifestyle and the vibes or I'm looking for someone for services versus where LinkedIn is like this really beautiful created audience of people that are like, I want to go to the next level. I want to grow. I'm here because I want to connect. I want to learn how to do things. And so when you're on there and you're leveraging your, your content as a creator, it's like, I mean, the, like, literally, you know, everything just opened up. And so I think, like, again, you're taking things into consideration of what level people are at, how they consume. Mm-hmm. And then just – and so much of social media is testing. You really don't know oh, oh until yeah. you oh, just yeah. know, right? you got, like <laughs> – such the hardest thing to explain to clients. I'm like, S- you had
1: got to give me some time. you got to give me <laughs> – time. I saw, I saw clients. I'm like, out, listen, like- I, you
2: have to give me minimum. I need, like, 60 to 90 days to see, like, what's yes. really – like, exactly. this is not – they're like, oh, well, I don't really see anything. I'm like, you're not. Because first no. of all, we just switched everything that you were doing. So oh. people were probably like, uh. mm-hmm. and then we had to go through, refine your audience, clean it up a little bit. And so that's what I would say to someone who was in that, that just cycle of like the same content. Again, removing that ego, going back to these three people at these levels, what do they need versus me just wanting to look cool, and, like, the best content person ever,
0: right, so, yeah, right, and almost, like, only, I mean, unless you're literally, like, I don't know, even, I was gonna say, like, lifestyle creator, but I feel like they should be doing that as well, but, like, Mm -hmm. I have had to, especially, like, working social media for, like, a company, like, taking my own voice out of it, yeah, and, like, making sure that, like, even though, and, like, on my own page, even, like, yes, it is me, and, like, I'm being authentic to myself, but, like, it doesn't necessarily need to be, like, how I'm going to be texting Katie or, like, sending sure, Katie sure. voice messages. Like, the the audience is different, so, like, the wording and the, like, content and the context, context needs to be different as well. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So,
1: I guess to kind of close it out, um, When we're creating content, when you're, you know, you sit down to make your content for the next week, two weeks, month, however you do Mm. things, how does having a sub-niche and kind of a content plan help in creating that content, and what are the risks associated with going in blind to doing that?
2: Yeah, so when you go in blind and you kind of just try to... I think going in blind to it, it, it allows for a lot of comparison to creep in, because You'll go into your strategy thinking that, you know, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow, what feels good and da-da-da, but then you start to see maybe some themes on Instagram or you start to see what maybe like some industry leaders are doing and you think you should be doing that versus really thinking about the season that your ideal client is in right then. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when you're creating that sub-niche, again, it's the sub-niche is, okay, if I'm working, you know, with work-from-home moms and it's it's July, they're the kids are going back to school in a month they're thinking about how much capacity how much more t- free time or just you know quiet house they're going to have within the yeah. next month so where are they going to be ready they're going to be in a space where they're more ready to consume that content because it's just more quiet and chill versus yeah. July and you're trying to throw all these offers at me and get super whatever whatever and then I have like three kids running around the house like I'm just trying to keep mm-hmm. alive right it's like yeah. it's, I, my capacity is just different so when you're thinking about that content strategy you want to consider this season consider those levels like we talked about right and then um, really just kind of do the work of okay what does this, and I don't like to content plan super far out either like yeah. social media is so fluid and I think mm-hmm. people just want to kind of check that box off their list and say yes boom mm-hmm. 30 days of content done but it's like okay but for what and so you also have to think about you know for me personally being service based and and, you know coaching it's like okay what does this look like you know launch wise for me right now and who do I want to talk to and I how do I strategically pivot these conversations throughout the year because I may be talking to more beginner people right now for my entry level offer then Mm -hmm. I'm going to shift and focus on my more intermediate level then I'm going to kind of look at you know done for you services and focus on the benefits of those and so you got to understand where you are where your ideal client is and how to affect effectively bridge that gap. Yes,
1: absolutely agree.
2: All right, let's get into some random questions. Okay. Much less serious, <laughs>
1: much less informational. Yeah. Today's are, today's are literally especially dumb. I just, um, I love them. Okay, so the first one is, what is your favorite month of the year? I think this is such a telling
2: question about people. So Brittany, you can start. My favorite month of the year is definitely July, 100%. Ah oh yeah so we're in it right crazy. now we're You're in it crazy. right now I mean well it's 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 my birthday month so I'm just like oh, it's the right. best mm-hmm. month ever yeah July <laughs> but I don't know it's also really cool because it's like that it's like that second half of the year it's like okay if I get to July right. and I'm just kind of like what just happened I can like kind of start over and be like okay yeah. I still have a whole half of the year to go let's get yep. it so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a good mindset I like yeah it. Alexis what is yours
0: Um, mine is April, also my birthday month, yep, but, um, I just love, I live in Vermont, and, like, the spring, like, there can, a thousand percent, my birthday is April 27th, and there could definitely be snow on the ground on my birthday in Vermont, but most of the time there isn't, and it's, like, you could start to see the grass again after it's been like disgusting and (laughs) it's just like a nice feeling and like I don't know I don't like the summer very much because I hate hot weather so I like that like I can go out in like a crew neck and shorts and be perfectly happy so yeah
1: I love that Katie what about you
0: um mine is December I live in Louisiana
1: so it never gets too too cold but I just love everything about Christmas and that for that reason only it's yeah. my favorite month <laughs> yeah. um, I'm the only one who didn't choose my birthday month but my, my, my birthday month is February which I think is the worst month of the year
2: yeah so, <laughs> it's a very
1: strange month you know. it's just kind of like uh... well it's short and it's too cold but nothing yeah. fun is happening I mean my birthday's fun but
2: yeah it's February Is just yeah. kind of like okay
1: <laughs> February's, not the best. February's not the best and I'll be to say it and I was born in yeah. February you know anyway yeah. um, okay so final final question what is your current favorite social media Platform. Brittany.
2: Oh. I am still an Instagram girl. I'm diversifying, but I'm still an Instagram girl because. I just really like the ability to build community there. I think I'm mm-hmm. I'm just like an Instagram story. I love Instagram stories. Although recently, yeah. I've kind of had to like chill out a little bit because it's so interesting when you're a business owner because you're like, yeah, it's me. But then it's like creating those boundaries and all of that. But yes. definitely Instagram that for sure. Very hard. Yeah, it's yeah. very difficult because it's like, I'm still a how person. Much, how I'm
0: much watching. do you want to show? Yeah, like, and it's interesting you know? because I'm
2: like, man, I really love community and connecting, but there's a difference. I've had to learn there's a difference between being personal and personable. You can still be personable yes. without yeah. being personal. And I'm like, oh, but I really want to like love everyone and let everybody in. And it's bit me in the butt a couple of times this year. So, yes. yeah. Yes. yeah, Completely understand. Um, okay, Alexis, what's your current
0: fave? I feel like this is just, like, will always be my favorite, but Pinterest, mm. um, trying to, I'm having, my wedding is next year, it's very non-traditional, but still have to plan it, Yeah, and, um, Pinterest just has always been that girly, but I love Pinterest. this isn't, this isn't a social media platform, but I really wanted to say Google Sheets, because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love, like, I just ah! love <laughs> i love google sheets so much even though it's not a social media platform by any means but I it's just, social media google, for all the
2: voices that are in your head you're talking to yeah, those. you're socializing yeah, with those it's
0: personal <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah and then like that's how i like have my whole budget like for mm. the wedding and then google slides like just like do mood boards and like edit them on my phone like in the grocery store not the yeah. whole google okay. suite like <laughs> yeah just google I love it.
1: no <laughs> i love pinterest and i so i was showing my boyfriend pinterest the other day because he doesn't have any social media he doesn't understand any social media yeah or any of it. yeah um he has like twitter and snapchat and that's it but he was like how does this work and i was like showing him and he was like what's the point of this and i was like it's pretty
2: yeah, <laughs> it's, like you like it's like very sad. And nobody's gonna be mean to you on there. And nobody. Yeah, say exactly. Nobody's to talking you like to it. you. Nobody's literally that is actually. Say anything. That there's is no actually,
0: noise happening on Pinterest. That is actually false. Um, at my uh social media job for a cookbook website, that is where I got like th- almost the most hate. Was like on Pinterest. It was so funny. I loved what is, it. and then I had like a weird like stalker kind of on the Eat Smarter. Pinterest, where they like would just be like, hello, hey, how are you, like every day?
1: Or comments. <laughs> That's very weird. <laughs> Interesting. I've just never even yeah. checked a Pinterest comment in my whole life. Yeah, I uh, Okay, so my current favorite social media platform is Be Real. I'm in my Be Real era. Um, I am actually super, super interested to see how Be Real grows because nice. if you don't know what Be Real is, it's um, this app that gives you a notification once a day. And you take a picture, and it takes like a front camera and back camera picture, and you upload it, and it shares with your friends. You can also share it to like the Discovery, so everybody can see it, but I share mine just with my friends. Yeah. But what I'm really interested in is I do think businesses could start using Be Real, and I'm Mm -hmm. interested to see if and how that happens. I have like a Facebook group that I actually had to make for a class. If you guys want to join, um, click the highlight on my Instagram. But it's just like a community community for for creative creative women, and Uh I actually actually posted in there, and I was like, does anybody think that businesses are going to start using Be Real and everybody kind of had the same sentiment as me where they were like it could be really cool but yeah it's going to take a lot of thinking and like yeah you know figuring out if that makes sense and like what kind of business it would make sense for um so I'm interested to kind of see how that grows or if it just does that thing where it's like really fun and then it just goes and then it just kind of yeah because it's never like- yeah you never even like you can hardly remember when it was a thing but yeah. um, I think <laughs> yeah. it's really fun and it's like it's, it's like scratching that like 2012 Instagram itch where like when you used to use social media to keep up with your uh, friends. Oh, like, that's a good point. All I'm doing is keeping up with my friends. The yeah. entire purpose is to be like, oh my God, what is this person up to today? And it's really good for somebody like me who has friends all over the world. Yeah. Um, you know, like I have friends from high school who are everywhere, friends from college who are everywhere. I think all of us do. Um, you just kind of get to see a little snippet of somebody's day. It makes you think about them. So it's kind of like feels like old social media. So
2: I really, yeah. really like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, Brittany, why don't you go ahead and plug yourself, tell
0: everybody
2: where they can find you, how they can work with you, all that good stuff. Awesome, so what my main squeeze right now, obviously it's on Instagram, so you can follow me at the Brittany Jack, and it's Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, the right way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everything lives there. Um, definitely if you want to, right now I am working on um, lots of fun things for the year. So always the link in bio is where you can find everything, applying to work with me. Um, if you are looking for, you know, a more omnipresent approach to your social content marketing strategy definitely shoot me a dm apply to work with me um, and we can definitely connect but everything lives there in that one place amazing love yeah. it yeah. well right, thank you it. guys for listening be sure to leave us a rating
1: and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes
0: and then follow us on tiktok at check your aesthetic and over on instagram at check your aesthetic podcast and our personal accounts katie creative co alexis adams aldridge and the Brittany jack and we will talk to you next week bye guys awesome. Awesome. thanks bye